Hey, everyone. Welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you be? I'm doing great, Todd. Back to be doing it on Saturday. Yes, indeed. It's a very snowy, cold Saturday here. We got a couple of inches of snow last night, but it's everybody's getting it. It's not five inches of, I mean, it's not five degrees anymore. At least it's like 22, 23. So, yeah. Plus this is, this is going to be a twofer for us today. We're doing this, this show. And then at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, we're we're doing a clubhouse thing together. That's right. Yeah. So if you want to join us on Clubhouse today, there'll be there's information in my Facebook thread. Mm-hmm. Um, probably should post something over on the uh, New Media Show thread, but there's something yeah. there's something in at Geek News. I think you posted something that, on your Twitter account as well. So yep, yep, um, I did. But uh, yeah, that's that's this afternoon or this evening, early afternoon. Yeah, I guess evening. I guess yeah, it's qualifies evening. <laughs> yeah. And- and we're going to take questions and we're going to talk about how to, how to fundamentally start a podcast and how to, in our, our opinions anyway, how to grow a show. Yeah. So there's lots of diverse opinions out there right now about how to, how to go about all these things, uh, as the medium diversifies in a lot of different directions. Come on over and, uh, criticize. We'd love to have you. So <laughs> <laughs> challenge our, our assumptions on how to do this. And it's always a good thing to do. You know, you know I saw, um, <clears throat> there was a gal that I, I, I just, she said, Hey, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I recorded my first episode. And I right. just basically said, congratulations. You got 90% further along. than a lot of people that decided that they're going to start. And so I, you know, I was like, good, you know, you'll figure this out. I said, when I started, I had no clue. Right. You know, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, every, I think people overanalyze it. I actually got an email from someone that says we're, we're launching eight shows on July 31st. I'm like, oh, really? Wow. You're, you're, you're in, in their VC funded startup. So they are, they're going to launch. No, not eight shows. One show with eight episodes, July 31st. And I was just like, you've already got money. <laughs> It's going to take you. This this is. Let me let me check the calendar. February, March, April. <laughs> take you four months. Right. So, but that's also the case with some podcasters too. They they plan way too much. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have. Do you have a launch strategy? I hate it when right. I see that. That just makes most independent podcasters go. Oh, it's too hard. Right. That's true. That's true. Though I've been actually going through the process my myself of trying to come up with a new show concept myself, and I find myself getting caught up in the uh, in the the gravitational pull of trying to make whatever you're planning on doing, you know, a big impactful thing, right, right out of the gate. So I do think that there's some pressure that's out there on podcasters to compete at a higher level and to produce, you know what might be perceived as a higher quality content versus I think what all of us have done in the past is just start out rough. You know, if I think back on all the podcasts that I've done, they've always started out rough, you know? Um, and I think this one will be (laughs) no exception to that. I'm sure even, even with a lot of planning. So, um, yeah. So I think it's, it's good to get a idea of what you want to accomplish. 
but yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, unless your time is very, very short on being able to put into it, I would just get it, get it done and get it moving and evolve it over time and learn yeah. from it. That, I mean, that's why it's important not to produce a bunch of episodes in advance is because you may not wind up, um, doing the same thing you started, you know? So, well, I, I always say that episode 10 is not going to sound like episode one and episode right. 10 is not going to sound like, I mean, episode 20 is not going to sound like episode 10. So right. I don't think I found my battle rhythm. I, I think it takes, you know, really, especially if you have quote unquote, a new mic time, if you have no mic time, yeah, 45, it's, you know, maybe people are getting better because we're doing zoom meetings and stuff, but I, I think like 30, 40 episodes before most podcasters really kind of find their, their battle rhythm. But, Mm-hmm. I, I find myself falling into bad habits all the time as well. So I have to kind of refresh my stuff, you know, refresh what I do. So, right. No, I think that's smart. Well, Todd, I was diving into the, the, those fancy microphones that we were talking about on the last episode, the binaural microphones yeah. and in, in production process, I was trying to learn about that stuff a little bit. And, and I found that those, <clears throat> those, Microphones are really interesting because they have ears on the side of them. So they're trying to simulate a uh, human head. So, <laughs> so you basically buy, buy a microphone with two microphones in like simulated ears, like, like rubber ears right. on each side of, you know, almost like, like you know, some headphones. And I saw some guys on uh, YouTube that were making these, um, these microphones out of, regular old, you know, big old fashioned headphones. And they're basically attaching, um, these, these silicone ears to the outside of the headphones and then running the same kind of microphone into the ear opening and kind of creating this whole same thing that you can spend three or $4,000 buying a binaural microphone. Um, and just totally replicated. It's, it's really interesting. And, and the kind of sound it creates is not unlike what we hear in our world around us. So, I mean, it's, it's very interesting to think about, you know, if each one of us were to have a, a binaural microphone sitting right in front of us, um, would the sound, would, would it sound much different? And I'm, I'm not really sure that it would because the whole principle behind it is trying to capture sound almost like a 360 degree kind of sound effect is what you're trying to do. If you're sitting right in front of a person that you're talking to, it's going to be very much like uh, listening to maybe a stereo or a mono uh, a recording because it's not coming from various directions. So I thought it was interesting the way of looking at it, but you, you can spend like $8,000 on one of these binaural microphones. It's crazy. Well, you know, this show those of you that follow this show know that yeah. I, I record everything to a single track. They're not split. You're not on a single track. You're not on a separate. It's, it's one stereo track and it is what it is. Well, and, and that's what these are too, is they're not trying to like retort record in like four tracks or eight oh, tracks really? or anything like that. What they're doing is they're just recording two microphone inputs, the same position as our ears. And, and so it, it turns into a stereo recording. So there's a right, left channel, then it's going, yeah. 
Right. Which in some ways with podcasting, it can create a disorienting effect depending on how it's done. But it's, it's really interesting how you're playing into how your natural way of hearing is, which is, you know, hearing on both sides of your head. So when you hear sounds on the right, they sound louder than sounds than it comes in on the left. So it's, but it does kind of conflict with the strategy around, you know, a mono listening experience, which can be a little bit more, um, I don't know what the right word is, more consistent, less disorienting. And in some ways it's like a 3d listening experience is what it is somewhat. You, you know, if you're doing a storyteller show where someone's walking up behind you, this kind of stuff is, is good. You know, when it comes to, you know, mm -hmm. trying to tell stories. Yeah. I mean, if you're out and about and you're trying to t walk down the street and you're doing a, you know, you're doing, let's say a recording between two actors or something like that, walking down the street, a, a binaural recording microphone might be an interesting solution there. Right. Um, but you know, I'm not exactly sure how that would actually be used in that process. But Todd, I don't know if you wanted to pull up one, one of these one, what one of these microphones looks like. Yeah, can you um, send me the link, or do I need to Google uh, it? Or? Well, here, let me give you a name to the one that I've been looking at. And like, like I said, you you can actually create one of these things for like half half of the money that it would cost to actually buy one. Well, probably probably a tenth. You said eight thousand right. dollars. Well, they do have one that's three hundred ninety nine dollars. Oh, um, so <laughs> starter kit. Yeah. <laughs> it is. What's the yeah. name of it? Yeah, if you go to go to um, Google and just type in 3DIO, the the number 3D and I and then O. Yeah, go to 3DIO.com. Yeah. 3D-IO. Well, I'm on their blog. Wait a minute, let me back up. Is it 3DIO sound? Oh, there we go. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So let me show the audience. We have this technology. It's waiting for the page to update. Uh, come on. There. Oh, there it is. Oh my God. It looks so bizarre, Rob. They got the ears on this actual ears on the side. Yeah, exactly. There's there. something, there's really something wrong there. Now what they've got is they've got two outputs out the bottom. So yeah, well, there's one for each track. So yeah. you would use a regular mixer and you basically would use. It would be um, two inputs. It would probably be two inputs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that would just yeah. be fun to have as a prop here in the studio. I'd like to have that just kind of behind you. Know, we could replace the Red Bull sign with the. That is, don't, please tell me this is not really what they. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are listening, you have to go look at these at 3diosound.com. Tell, please tell me if it doesn't the creepiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> well, if you look at some of the other models, <laughs> there's one in here for $2,000 that you can get. But if you really analyze what the parts are inside of these things, uh -huh. um, it's it's maybe worth like maybe a thousand dollars. So they've uh, got max. one with uh, two ears, and then what is the is that a what's the is that the navel cavity? What did they do on the omni binaural microphone that has? Yeah, it looks like eyeballs, and then sight. Oh, they, yes. Oh my. So God. actually, the ideal way of doing this is to put it on like a mannequin head, and basically have the the shape of the head. Yeah. 
that's your that, that's your microphone. And the ones that are really expensive are basically in uh, installed into a mannequin head almost. It's like a metal <laughs> mannequin head. I'm sorry. So this is just it's totally replicating what you would you know hear as a human. Right. It's very weird. It really, really is. <laughs> it's very odd. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! It actually, creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had that on a on a boom mic? Oh no! And then you just kind of hold it <laughs> the, back here. Oh, and, no, it's that TikTok song. Oh no! Like oh no! <laughs> Oh my gosh! But this is what uh, what you know. This was announced by iHeartRadio that they were going to be doing, you know, like you know, like radio dramas yeah. that kind of stuff yeah. using yeah. this kind of technology um, to you know when you set these up in a, like a like a recording studio basically, and you have actors that you know you place these in different places in the room, and you can create this kind of like this uh, uh, natural listening experience kind of. Kind of thing. So there's some audio that you can listen to there, ladies and gentlemen. So if you want to yeah. go over, they've got some stuff that's on there. So uh, it's mostly used in film, but I understand why they're why they're doing it in audio. But uh, yeah, and I saw there's some demonstrations of it being, you know, one of these things installed on top of a video camera, right? Right. And you're walking down the street with whoever you have as your subject, and they're yeah. talking to the camera into these these ears <laughs> <laughs> and it really is ears folks it's plastic ears mounted to the side of a uh, those would be cool just to have in the studio um as a wall mount not as speakers just something that's on the side you know a, a big ear in the back you know right i think that would uh, i'm gonna see if i can find yeah some. i think that uh actually buying <laughs> buying a mannequin head right and putting it on a stake or on a pole or something like a Microsoft stand and then installing these things on it would be kind of cool, right? I, I got a skull back there, Rob. You do? Yeah, look look where I'm pointing. Where? I can't see it. Uh, Yeah, you're on. I'm sorry, you're only getting the other camera feed. So I've got a steampunk it's, it's, a, it's a skull head with the steampunk goggles and horn, horns that, ah, that are yeah, so let me see here if I can. The, the, yeah, it's in the edge of the picture, so most people can't see it. But yeah, it's uh. So all I got to do is wire some microphones into the ear of the skull, and I'm good. Well, I saw some guys on on YouTube that were rec replicating these by just using some large, large, you know, some re uh, regular headphones, <laughs> right. right? And then installing them on the outside of the headphones. Yeah. So That's, you could basically use your headphones like a you know poor like man's poor man's way right. of doing it. So right. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, any of you that actually do this, we want to hear we want to hear your show. If any of you do this, please. I'm I'm serious. I want to you know I yeah. want to hear it. So if if you, if you do something like that, you can. So yeah, it's uh yep. Well, that's. I can't believe you actually went and researched this. You have way yeah, too you have way too much it, you have right? way too much time on your hands. I have to talk to Lori. <laughs> so, it didn't take too much time, Todd. I just did a okay. did a quick search. So and, um, 
and yeah, it would be interesting to have that as as a microphone option here. So, so I see you guys uh, spent some money this week. A little bit. Yeah, how much you guys spend? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell everyone about this new acquisition you guys made? Oh, it's just it's just uh, playing around with trying to move into a, a little bit more of the creation side of creating content. Well, you've got a whole new creation department. So sounds like you're hiring some people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's part, part of the strategy of, of trying to make things easier for podcasters. You know, it's the same game that you've been playing for a long time. You know, it's a, it's a game that I was playing when I worked at Spreaker, um, making tools that help people create content, not just publish it. Right. So that's what this is about. And trying to think about the concept of, you know, Creating it simple, uh, you know, a step-by-step, almost like a wizard process for creating a podcast. You right. Know? And if we can, we can uh, make it better. I mean, it's it's still a little rough right now um, with what's available right now. It hasn't been integrated or anything like that. So um, we're working our way through it. But I think it's it's an interesting concept of a way to produce a podcast. You know, um, I, I I guess it the didn't co- get a lot of market traction prior to our our acquisition of it but um i think the concept of it if you integrate it into a platform like ours serves to make a little bit of sense yeah i just wonder i i think there's a certain demographic of podcasters that would potentially use that mm-hmm. and i but not all you're right and i know who you're targeting you're targeting the anchor crowd you know you're trying to make it easier because you know you're trying to make it very simple for someone to come in and do something. I, I think the average podcaster is still going to have a roadcaster or going to have a recorder or. Well, it doesn't keep you from doing it. No, it doesn't. It just, it just just adds another layer of a step-by-step process, right? Almost like a wizard production process is what it is. And, and I I didn't even have that at Spreaker. I mean, Spreaker was very much positioned towards just doing things live. Right. Um, Right. This is a little bit more pre-production type of a yeah of a creation process, which is which is I think better fits with more potential podcasters. Makes yeah. sense. Well, anyway, so what's the name of the company that you that you guys bought? So those that don't know it, uh, um, Oxbus. Oxbus. A u x b u s. It's interesting. I'm very familiar with. I've talked to them last year, so. Um, yeah. And there's a couple others that have been trying to do this. One of them went out of business. Yeah. Another company that tried to do this because they didn't get enough traction. And uh, yeah, and yeah, I actually, it's... I actually tried at the time to to buy some code, mm-hmm. but they they wanted insane amounts of money for it. So, right, you know. But uh, as far as I know, that all went still still dead somewhere in somebody's computer hard drive but yeah it's interesting well there's always a lot of um cool ideas that that die because of lack of attention or resources right um yeah and that this is this is one of those that you know it's a good idea but just it was lacking in marketing and resources yeah but that's always a challenge especially when you're maybe building the thing out of your back of your pocket you right. know, which a lot of people are. So, well, good, good, good uh, on you guys for uh, scooping that up. What's next? <laughs> What's next? 
I don't know what's next. Uh-huh. There may be something next. There oh, may not be. Who okay. Knows, <laughs> you cannot confirm nor deny, right? A little SEC thing going on there? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe just a little a little here. So I was actually going to look and see what I think you guys are. Liz in. What is your guys' stock thing? So you guys are. Uh, you, your stock really didn't do too much. You know, stayed at about. Yeah, it's down two cents. So, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything really there, any big market movers. So let me get you your five-day run. Yeah, so the market didn't react too much from it. You guys you guys need to do a little more PR. You should have got a big bump in stock, like six or seven bucks. There you go. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll see on that. <laughs> <laughs> And I just can, so just so everybody no, I knows, I, I just that. I just so I know I'm being, being very careful. Rob can get in big trouble by saying anything. Okay, <laughs> so I'm being very I'm teasing him a little bit here, but he he cannot comment about potential future earnings or anything like that. Now I can say all I want. But. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, you can give me a hard time, big time. <laughs> oh, good for you guys. Yeah, congrats. So, you know, I think I got a little text yesterday. I don't know if he, if he talked to anybody else, and I, and I can't reveal yet because it's six days away, but I think we're going to see a new tool that's going to come out that may be of some interest to podcasters. Tool from you guys? Or no, from not from us, else? from someone else. As a matter of fact, I can't even talk about it because if I, if I, it, and I, he didn't say I couldn't, but if I say what it is, someone might try to rush out and build something similar. So I'm just going to be quiet and say that there's probably going to be a, a good tool. People are going to be able to find some interesting data about podcasts. <laughs> Can I be even any, any more vague than that? I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, I was having a messenger conversation yesterday last night about it with uh, with the individual so i got to see a preview page well there's always a lot of new new apps that are being worked on and i talk to people all the time too but you know there's just a bunch of them out there that are you know the latest one that i that popped up last week was podzi um which i submitted our show to it didn't actually have it in there already, which was surprising. But. Well, I'm finding more and more new apps are not using the the Apple database. Yeah. So what is PodZ? It's just another listening app. I guess it has Paris uh, Hilton is an investor in it or something like oh, that. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So PodZ, your audio news feed, podcast highlights designed for the iPhone. Your audio news feed, 60 second highlights of podcasts you love, save your favorites. So they only sample 60 seconds? Well, that's on the sampling side. So, so yeah, you can get access to the Do full, they only full play show. 60 the first 60 seconds of a show? I think that's that's the first thing that they play as a preview, right? We're screwed. <laughs> No one's going to know what this show does in the first 60 seconds. Well, that's <laughs> maybe we need to change our format, Todd. Talk, uh, talk a little quicker or talk a little shorter. I'm not quite sure which one that is. Yeah. I'm not going to run like the car salesman uh, disclaimer. Yeah. This offer is only available for 
two hours and it's only on VIN number da, 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 and you can get eighty nine right. ninety nine. <laughs> what? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so PodZ is an audio news feed made from the best parts of podcasts. What it's what it's doing here? If they're sampling, does, though, does that go against some people's Creative Commons? Uh, maybe not. Hmm. It depends on how they're doing it, I guess. Yeah. If they're they're creating it and then redistributing it, or if they're just doing somehow like a jump link or something. Yep. Um, which I guess it wouldn't even be a jump link. It would actually just play. You know, it, it's hard to really say what the big difference is between this and what normally happens. Right. Really, if you think about it. Um. So, you know, like we've always told podcasters, create your you know, create the first 60 seconds of your show as a sales pitch yeah. for your, yeah. what's in the episode, which we don't really do, no. but you know, I think most podcasts should. So I will uh, tell you yesterday, um, well, I, we got an email from a radio celebrity. Radio uh, celebrity. Oh, that's right. I think I saw this on a, Facebook. A radio celebrity. Um, so a celebrity that's on the radio yep, or yep. somebody that's yep. famous because they've been on the radio? Uh, they're syndicated oh, they and okay. uh, a couple hundred stations. Um, and you you know how hard it is to get to a couple hundred. That's a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. he hosted his website, podcast, and feed on a, well, let's just put it this way. A very high-end, very expensive WordPress hosting platform. So, was that AWS, Amazon? Uh, no, but I, no. I I'm not going to say who because we're going to have a fun press release at some point. Um, but the they basically said to him, and matter of fact, this isn't the first instance it's happened this week. They said we're not we're not, we're not doing podcast. We don't want to be in the podcast business. We want to be your web host, but we don't want to be in the pot. We don't want to be, we don't want to be in the podcast business space. Podcast hosting business space. Is that what you're saying? Well, what it is, is the, the load on downloads and the load on the feed is resource intensive for this particular show. Right. And uh, he's been advertising this company for a long time. And they basically gave him, they put him on the clock and said, we're, we're, we're done. And uh, find a new place to, to live. He was probably costing him a big chunk of money, huh? Uh, no, you know, I, I, you know, I looked over the data. And I think what it is, is that maybe some executive at that company told their salespeople or told someone, you know, if a, if a, if a, if a customer is costing, let's say we're only getting six times revenue, you know, so, cause some of these services make a lot of money on the back end of these services. They, they have multiple you know, it's like you pay a you know you pay ten bucks, but it only costs a dollar to deliver. 
So they're making, you know, nine times revenue or however that math is. I'm not a, so if I got it wrong in the business side, then, you know, screw me. But um, I think probably what they did was they went and say, okay, and he was paying a significant, well, I'll just leave it at, leave it at this, that I, I, again, I'm just speculating, but I'm speculating that they hit some threshold, some revenue threshold that basically said, let's say we're still making two times revenue. And and right. they told go get rid of all the accounts that are only making us two times revenue and then or five times revenue instead of nine or whatever it is that they were looking to. But you know, if you're in that business, you're in that business for good and bad. You can't cherry pick and right. get rid of your high paying customer, high usage customers just because maybe you're even losing money on the account. That's the business you're in. Right. If it's a business you and I are in. You know, right. we got customers that cost us more money than they're paying us by my magnitude sometimes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a little discussion about that at some point here down the road. Uh, but right now it's just a matter of getting things moved so that when they pull the plug in three or four days, it's, he's still on the air mm-hmm. literally with his podcast. But this isn't the first time we've, this particular company has caused podcasters grief. Matter of fact, we're seeing it more and more from that specific company. So Hmm. I don't want to call them out yet because we will write a, we'll we'll write something up about it and lay out what happened. So is it a company that's well-known as, Supporting podcasts? No. They're well known as being a WordPress host. That's all. Oh, okay. High-end WordPress host. High-end. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You're, you know, not a $12 a month account. You know. Got it. Hundreds of dollars per month for an account. Or thousands. Or maybe wow. even tens of thousands of dollars per month. Again, wow. it's for high-end, high-traffic you know, shows that are, or websites that are. Supposedly built to handle such things. Is that what you're saying? Supposed to be. Yeah. And it's all about, I, I keep, you know, I tell this to podcasters. It's, it's about resources oftentimes. Right. You know, so the folks that self host, it's just not a matter of, of, of when, well, it is a matter of when it's going to happen. You're and it, it happens, you know, to all er, everyone. You know, every every web host provider at some point is going to come back to you and say, "Hey, you got three hundred media files that you're serving on your website." Uh, you know, we're we're not in the media hosting business, and you're using too many resources because mm-hmm. a show gets uploaded, and all of a sudden you see a spike, and it brings the other 500 websites that you're sharing your site with on that server to brings them to their knees. Right. So interesting. Yeah. But so it is interesting, you know, so we'll talk about how we mitigated it and what the end result was. So, mm-hmm. so you know, you know, yeah, I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, 
go ahead and wrap up your thoughts if you were going to wrap I, up I just, it, I it's, one, it's, it's just one of those things where you feel bad because they're cruising along doing business and all of a sudden the rug is pulled off from underneath them, you know? And it goes back to what, you know, it's not like we didn't, we don't know, we don't already know that this happens because it does. Right. Right. And that's why companies like ours exist in yours. Right. Yeah. It's been going on for, you know, yeah, for since a long the beginning. Time at, since the beginning. At, at the website hosting platforms. Right. Yeah. And, and they want to be web hosts. They don't want to be media hosts. Right. Because it typically costs them a lot more money. Right. Definitely traffic wise, it does. So, anyway, that, that was my thought. We can move on. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to mention that yesterday was uh, Africa Podcast Day. It is Black History Month. So, it was actually Africa Podcast Day was yesterday then in conjunction right. with Black History Month. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would make sense. I guess they had a, uh, they had a bunch of speakers. Looks like that about 270 people attend this conference. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So what, what was the, uh, what was, where, where, where they hold it? What website did they hold it on? Uh, on the hopin.com, H O P I N.com. Hopin.com. Yeah. It's an events it's an online virtual events platform. Oh, that's okay. A lot of those out there right now. Yeah, there are. And, and the Hindenburg folks were sponsors of it. Uh, they're, let's see, a, a couple of the other folks I didn't recognize in there, but that doesn't surprise me. But they had people, you know, from Africa teaching sessions. Oh, wait a minute. It was actually, oh, so I sent, wow. So it was actually, all right, I'm following you now. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, the, the Africa Podfest is, is actually what I'm looking at. Okay. Well, we, so, I wish we had heard about that last week. We could have publicized it here. Yeah. Hey, if you're having an event, you know, this is what you need to do. You send, send us a, send us a note so we can talk about it. We don't always, Rob and I don't always look at event calendars unless we're involved in something. So. Yeah. I, I try and keep up with this stuff to some degree, you know? Um, yeah, I didn't mention it, uh, on, on Wednesday. I probably should have. So, well, I'm glad they had a good turnout. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just too bad you couldn't couldn't do it in the real world. Well, you know, uh, you know, people are starting to get their shots. So, yeah, you never know. You know, I think by April or May, maybe June. You know, I think things are gonna hopefully loosen up a little bit. Yeah. So it does look like a a podcasting organization is starting to form out of Africa. And so maybe there's going to be more and more events happen from that part of the world. It could be good. And I just wonder how many podcasts are down there, you know? Uh, I guess that's what they're trying to encourage and kind of 
expose and bring out to the fold. Cause I, you're right, Todd. I don't know that many of us know much about what's happening with podcasting in that part of the world right yeah. now. So do we know which country that was interesting? Yeah. Do we know which country to originate out of, or was just a whole continent? Uh, doesn't really did really say focus on a particular country. I think you're probably only looking at where probably the organizers live. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, because um, it, you know, being that it was it was, and I for those of you that didn't catch my, you know, this is Black History Month, but Africa is a big <laughs> is is massive. Oh, it's a huge know. country. It's. Uh, right. a uh, continent well, multiple countries <laughs> and with multiple it's countries continent, right? right yeah right. and right. um the one of the co co-directors is out of kenya so that's it looks like one of the leaders at least is out of kenya and i think we've you know we've heard some news recently about data cost and all that in some places in africa being a challenge of course the most mm-hmm. places where people have to pay for you know, extraordinary amounts for data. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we were talking about on Wednesday around uh, the encoding file size and how important that might be to areas such as these around the world for being able to get access to the content. Right. And that's where James Cridlin was pushing on trying to get down to the 32 K or whatever on a optional uh, format did, for those, you know, for that part of the world. Did did we talk about Starlink on the last show? Oh, I don't believe so. Yeah, that's that. That's the satellite network that uh, Elon Musk is putting up. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, here in the studio, I have four hundred thirty. I'm I've got good bandwidth here. Uh, commercial right. count. It's been very, it's been very robust. No complaints. Yeah, just mm-hmm. you know, we I'm streaming to you know three pushing three separate streams at once. We're going to live stream, we're going to YouTube, and we're going to Wowza. Then Wowza's restreaming. So I actually, I'm you know, I'm doing three up uplinks right now, mm-hmm. and you know, on ninety percent of the time, everything's been good here. We've had you know had a couple issues one show where the bandwidth is bad, but if I drive the thirteen miles to what I term the compound or my loft. You know, I'm in a, you know, my closest neighbor, you know, and I was growing up, I could run around the yard naked and no one would see me unless a car drove by. But now I think I got a neighbor that's maybe 350 feet away, something like that. And then the the, the other neighbor's a quarter of a mile. And the other way, it's a quarter of a mile. And uh, up until 10 years ago, it was a dirt road, you know, that we are paid. We actually have, it's not really paved. It's like, yeah, maybe it is paved. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's hard. It's not you don't have dust behind your car when you're driving down my road. Um and for years when I used to come home from Hawaii, I always used to dread it because I would have to like put a MiFi someplace a high in the house where I could get a little bit of signal right. and then maybe I would have like a meg or two to do email. Right. right. And his phone systems got better. Then we were able to tether phones and I, well, at least I did. My mom did or, you know, things. And now I've got a 40 foot tower. Right. My sister and I have a 40 foot tower with two antennas on it. She gets, pays eighty nine ninety five for service. And I pay eighty nine ninety five for service for the pleasure of having 15 down and three up. Well, huh, what do you? eight down usually and about a half a meg up. 
And then when it's summer, when all the leaves are on the trees, then the speed even go a little lower because I got a 40 right. foot tower. I really need a hundred foot tower. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, and we're living in a world now where broadband is, well, I believe broadband should be universal, right? It would, you know, everyone should have broadband yeah. internet. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I can't complain too much because I can at least watch Netflix, but I can't do something else. I can do one thing at a time, <laughs> right? You know, and that's about it. Um, so with, I put my my sister ordered one. I ordered one. So we're both on the list to get Starlink antennas, mm-hmm. and uh, sometime later this year, uh, we might be able to. We might be good, in or, you know, and get right. this. Well, it's going to range from about 50 down to about 150 down. But, Rob, everything I've seen is 20 up. So I'm oh. like, huh, 20 up. You know, I can do a show at 20 up. Right. I can live stream a show. Now, right now, it's you won't be able to because there's every once in a while there's a 30-second gap. Because internet, because there's not enough overlap. They've got satellites doing right. this. Well, they're and, still launching satellites, right? right? And they've got about a thousand satellites up. But I think the first round they want to have like four thousand, where there's no no holes. And these right. things are in, in Leo, low Earth orbit, and they're moving. You know, they're, they're, it's not like they're stationary. It's not like the Hughes system where it's up there twenty six thousand miles, and the speed of light takes so much. You know, have huge delay times, but they're seeing like twenty milliseconds from a click to a response and that's pretty good um gamers are you know it's not going to be the best experience for gamers but when you have now what goes on is if my my sister has all her there's seven in her uh, she's got four kids and uh my sister and her husband and then my mom all live in the same house and they're sharing 15-3 so right. the kids get frustrated because they want a game or whatever. So they tether their phones and then they burn bandwidth up. So right. this is, this is going to be a game changer. This is going to, this is going to, and I feel, I really have a passion about this because the U S government has paid AT&T, all these companies, billions and billions and billions of dollars to, right expand rural broadband right so what they do is they go into they say oh you know here's a here's the edge of our service and they expand the edge of their service a little bit further or or pick an area where there's a little bit higher density but it really leaves the rest of rural america screwed yeah i knew a guy that was a thousand feet from a cable end a thousand feet his neighbors has internet and the cable company wanted one hundred twenty thousand dollars to bring it a thousand feet Right. So, yeah. When for those that live in areas where you've got great connection, I've spent 20, 25 years with high speed internet. I still complained about it because it had issues. But, right. Think about the change here. Elon Musk and Starlink and all the other ones are putting up satellite services. This, this could truly transform because let's talk about Africa. So, once the right. satellite density is high enough, maybe an individual can't afford the Starlink system, but maybe a community center 
would be able to Tom, bring. Are they, they talking about making the, the system available on mobile devices? Uh, no, you have to have a dish to point at the satellite. But if you have, if you have the dish, you know, what they did in, uh, Alaska is, so this is where 5g comes in, right? Well, well, he, he, so let's, let's think right. about Alaska where there was no cell service, right? Completely isolated community. They brought in four systems, put them up on the roof of the community centers right. and wired. And basically now this remote place in Alaska has high speed internet. Right. Even though maybe the individual can't afford to pay the $99 a month service fee and the $500 antenna, but a community that right. maybe has some government resources or whatever can afford to bring these in and set them up and bring broadband where broadband didn't exist before. So right. Right. this, this is, this is huge. This is, this is game changing for many people across the planet. And right. if you're in Africa and you're having, you, you just have a mobile phone and that's the only connectivity you have. Yeah. And if they can bring in, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be huge worldwide. I know people in Australia that have already ordered Starlink uh, systems. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I, I was trying to figure out what the, what the nexus of this technology is with um, the 5G stuff that's being worked on right now too, because if you think about what 5G is, it's very localized, localized connectivity, right? Well, Almost I'm ground level. I'm sure they're, you know, I'm sure they're going to use some of this to extend. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I, if, if I was Elon Musk and, or that Starlink team, you know, the, the, the potential here is really, you know, it's, and if, again, if you live somewhere where there's already high speed internet, you don't need this. This this is something you don't need. Right. You know, but if you don't have high speed and you want high speed, this is this is a solution. You just have to be able to see the north sky, a pretty big patch of it right now. Right. So you got you know, if you have trees in the way or something, that's gonna be a problem. But uh so it says of as of January twenty seventh, SpaceX has launched a thousand thirty five Starlink satellites, and it looks like um, they plan on uploading. I uh, say launch. Well, there's uh, three three thousand satellites. Yeah, there's th actually three phases. The first right. phase I think right. is twenty eight or forty eight hundred. And then phase two is to get to 12, but they've already petitioned to go all the way up, I think, as high as 30,000. Yeah, I think I saw that yeah. 30,000 number. But they can only put 60 on Falcon 9. They can only launch 60 at a time on Falcon 9. So that uh, tells you, you know, when you think about his reusable rocket technology, well, right. you know, he's low, He's putting these up on, matter of fact, what's going to happen at some point is they are, I'm sure they are using Starlink as a platform to see how long that first stage booster can last. Can we get eight, nine, 10, 20 out of it before it goes boom? Right. <laughs> At some point, one of those are going to, they're going to figure out what the shelf life for one of those rockets are. Right. <laughs> you and know, it's going to get lost. When they was, find At out. some point. Right. You know, right. maybe not. But, maybe they'll say, okay, we know it looking it's, you know, it's, it's landed. It's, they've take it back. They do the stress test. Okay. We're, we're done. You know, we're at 12. That's all it could handle. So it, it, it looks like they're, they're planning on launching satellites every two weeks. Right. 
and it looks like they could get up to a total of 42,000 satellites up in orbit. So the the challenge with this is, too, there's already a stuff lying around. Yes, there is. This is in LEO. So they've got ion thrusters. So they've already deorbited some of their first gen ones. They've already brought down a number of them. So they can deorbit these things, but... <laughs> when they 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 burn up in the atmosphere, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, but Amazon wants to get in this business. They want to put satellites up. They've already said they're going to compete with Elon Musk on this. So, you know, very very quickly, the sky and and uh, astronomers are very worried about this because yeah, of the sky. You won't be able to see through the cloud yeah, of satellites. Yeah, sky right. pollution. <laughs> Sky pollution. <laughs> well, they've already had to redesign the Starlink antennas so they don't reflect so much light. They changed it so that because you could see them go because they're so low, right. you know, two hundred and eighty miles or something like that is what the orbit is. Huh. Yeah, but for me, <laughs> you know, I'm just like because technically, I could shut this down and move if it works. Mm-hmm. I could move the studio back to the compound and, you know, not spend rent here, electricity here. Right. But suppo- supposedly no limits until someone abuses it. So all of us that use it are going to be careful not to abuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just hard to predict what the impact of this is going to be. Um, uh, that in combination with 5G, I'm just not. Well, but 5G, 5G will never come to the area I live. Never. Never have 5G. There's not enough density. It's the same situation. Right. So, so here's what I tell people. Here's the impact. Turn your cell phone signal off. Turn your Wi-Fi off every day at five o'clock. And then turn it back on when you have connectivity again, when you go into a town the next morning at 8 a.m. to go to work. Tell right. me that's not going to, that's right. not going to have an impact. Right. Or yeah. you're in a remote area and you're living and the only time you go to town is to get your internet fixed, download your email every two or three days. I know people in Alaska that they drive several hours just to get internet. Hey Todd, I was, I just had a thought. Um, Elon Musk is into um, basically building rolling iPads, right? Um, and he's got, he's got some large metal surface areas on those cars and those cars could sit in driveways connected to solar panels. Rob, right? Rob, I, 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 okay. Let me tell you about solar and, and, and batteries in the house. So, I mean, no, I'm just trying to sure, piece it sure. together here. So there's no reason why those cars couldn't, couldn't become satellite antennas. Uh, they're big enough to become one, right? No, because th- these the way Leo is is that antenna has to track. It's not a fixed position, so you need to look at Dishy and see what. Well, if they have forty two thousand satellites up there, will it really matter? Uh, if in? they can figure out how to put a phased array antenna on a Tesla that's driven electrically, it is possible. <laughs> I was just thinking. I mean, if you start. Piecing all the pieces together, you can. I can start to visualize what if, you might if be the, trying to if build. If the roof here. is electrically driven phased array, maybe, but you're not going to see a Tesla driving down the road with a tilting antenna. So, 
you know, he, here's the thing about solar. I'm 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 all, I'm all in for solar because I put 32 panels on my home in Hawaii. Right. And I brought my electric bill down from $500 a month to zero. Right. And even though that system costs, I don't know, 30 some, maybe 36, 37,000, I got like eight, nine, 10 K back from the state and the government. Right. And that system paid for itself in three years and two months or something like that. Of course I was in the zone six, I was in the highest sun zone, but mm -hmm. As solar panels start to come down in price, but they're not, you, they're still about 800 bucks a piece. Well, now Elon Musk is building solar panels that look like regular roof tiles. So. Go ahead and price that out for your home and uh, let me know how that works out. So, <laughs> <laughs> how about just plain aesthetics on the home value? Right. Well, yeah, yeah, but still, you, hey, Rob, when someone rolls, if you got a for sale sign on your home right. and someone rolls into your driveway and you've got 32 solar panels on your roof, your house value just went up a hundred grand. Right. No, but that's my point about those. <laughs> those tesla solar panels too right yeah but again hawaii yeah. is any case because electricity is so high so here the electricity right. is not as high so the payback right. is longer but still if i roll into somebody's house here in michigan or wherever and there's there's panels on the roof i'm gonna be like how old are, first of all how old are the panels because there we get right. about 20 years out of them right then you know what is it doing for your electricity bill mm -hmm. and why we don't push into a battery we just the meter runs well we have a special meter that shows how much we're pushing back yeah you're selling it up to the grid as right. an offset and in uh, and in hawaii it's yeah. a one i was grandfathered in it's a one for one many states it's not so right. for some states where you can't get a one for one so if, if a cost of a kilowatt cost me 26 cents and i push back a kilowatt and they give me 26 in credit that's fantastic but most states there's an offset if you're right. if you're if you're cost you 15 cents they let you sell it back at 10 in that instance it's it's over the long term a better idea to have some of elon musk batteries in your right <laughs> mounted right. to your home right. so to actually store it to store right. it so is there any so as you think about this starling system is there any um benefit that you can think of to podcasting I, from that okay that development? so you have an employee at your company everyone loves elsie Elsie is in a bandwidth. Well, she's gotten a better connection now. Oh, so. which for years she was in a bandwidth challenged yeah. environment. Yeah. She's got a better connection now. Well, what does this do for it? it it's, it's, it's more than just podcasting. It's business. It's, all it's everything. Online media, right? Yeah. It's everything. You, you know, you're, you're, I, I go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I used to bring, I, I have brought computers to this office, plugged mm -hmm. them into the LAN to get updates because <laughs> otherwise it took a week to download an update from my computer. It's, it's just, there's a whole bunch of things that change with getting high speed internet and podcasting is going to be one of those benefits for people that are, right. and, and, and YouTubers and everything else is, you know, is going to improve. Well, one thing that I think is is a new normal <clears throat> that's that's happening, and I'm trying to keep it keep track on some of this to some degree out there is is because of what's happened with this pandemic and how it's caused everybody yep. to have the option of working from home. 
that people are starting to think about um, living outside of the urban areas, right? Right, more and more, uh, which means that people can basically more and more live wherever they want to, which is going to scatter people all over the place. So, so we're not going to be as densely populated as you look to the future. I, people I are buying up houses. Cities. People from the urban areas are buying stuff up here. House prices in rural America, uh, good it's, luck. It's going up. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's not went up. It's skyrocketed up. People are right. having bidding wars over rural properties right now because they want to well, – Yeah, as you think about moving in from the coasts just in general, I think that there's a – I think there's a lot of stuff going on around that that's well they're running away from high taxes they're running away taxes. from uh you know all kinds of government stupidity and they're going right. places where you know they can be free you know and live well, the american well, dream you know it's not all about politics it's 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 not it's about economics po- oh it's no, yeah it's economics that's right when you're taxed that's right. to it's death all, it's all really <laughs> economics at the end of the yeah. day um and and if people can can move from areas that are expensive to less expensive areas and they don't have to quit their jobs or they can keep their same jobs, then I think people are doing that more and more. Yep. And, and yep. if then they can, and if now they can get high speed internet, right. Then it changes the dynamic. And also what happens is too, is people that move into local communities, they have left a right. the city. There are business opportunities that did not exist so you have a lot of these people that are coming into these smaller, we, we, I'm seeing businesses pop up starting to start because, you know, this area that I live in right now, someone would clean up if they come in with a couple of three or four star restaurants, just, just two right. or three, they would clean up in this town. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a whole different ball game in rural America. And if, unless you, if you don't live there, you don't realize how good you've got it. I can drive to Kalamazoo or I can drive to Grand Rapids or I can go to Lansing, you know, all 45 minutes to an hour away. If I go to Grand Rapids, that's two hours. There's everything there that I'm used to having in Hawaii. Right. From a food standpoint, you know, Panera Bread, you know, all these cool places right. uh, here. <laughs> and that's not the case. So if people have the ability to have live in rural America, have high speed internet, they can build businesses. I I think it changes everything. But at the same point, does that mean we have more podcasters? Ah, maybe, maybe we have more podcasters. I don't know that it means maybe that we have more podcasters. Um, I think it's going to grow naturally. I just, it just feels like people's, ability to to feel less restricted on where they can right. they can live right. and if they can get better better deals on housing and they can have lower cost of living and still maintain their their but, living it's probably good for the whole country in general because what we've been going through over the last few years is people move into the urban areas right, because right. that's where the jobs are yeah. right so and people have to be close yep. to work so yep. they can commute to work. And it's just like it's driven everybody right. compacted into these big cities. And it's it doesn't have to be that way as much anymore. But there are going to be, be a lot of people that get lost in that too because they, they don't have the flexibility of being able to move out of the city. Well, and I think so. part of it too is the concern I have is the school system here had a huge, huge issue trying to get people connected because there was, you know, I, I think the percentage was right. just a little under 50%. Right. 
did right. not have internet at the house or mm -hmm. something that would handle a Zoom call. Right. You know, I it the little the internet that I had for ninety dollars a month, I could do one Zoom call, mm -hmm. and sometimes it would be pixelated. So right. my sister's right. kids were doing homeschooling at home, and they had to basically say, and my my what's crazy is my uh, brother in law or son uh, yeah my brother in law is a teacher, so wow. he was remote teaching from home, and he had his kids going to school, and they sometimes they couldn't do it, so. They would come up here and get connected to the internet so they could go to school. It, you know, it was, and then the school was having to send home Wi Fi's and stuff like that in order mm -hmm. to get the kids that didn't have connectivity connected. So, right. And, and, and it wasn't because the families were, <clears throat> let me be careful. There were some kids that couldn't, didn't have internet connectivity because it was a economic situation. Right, mom and dad right. couldn't afford, or mom couldn't afford internet access. Besides what was on the cell phone, some of the right. situations where kids had just no access. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in a dead zone. They were in a zero connectivity area. So, right. I don't think people realize that there is, and then we, you know, you've got the other issues with people being able to afford internet. So that's why they want kids back in the classroom because, you know, they just don't have the resources at home, or sometimes not even getting food. So I. You know, we're, we're way off the topic on podcasting here, but I think as 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 we become more connected, what it also does is opens up the ability for people to have access to YouTube, podcast, Netflix, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I I'm well, sure in more parts of the country, and as people move out of the urban areas into other parts of the country that that internet connectivity is going to follow them. Right, right. And there's going to be more of an economic interest. And I think that could be what's being tapped into here as you think about why Elon Musk and all these guys are investing in this is because they're seeing the global trends that are happening. Right. People are moving out of the big cities into the rural areas. We got to get connectivity to those people. So there's, there's, there's a bigger reason. Opportunity there's there. a bigger reason Elon Musk is doing this. So oh, yeah. the U no, just hear this out. So, they got uh, $900 million from the U.S. government as part of a rural expansion. And part of that right. rural expansion requires a certain amount of latency. So he has to keep the speed up. Right. You know, of course, AT&T and these other companies didn't do that. But you know, I'm sure he's going to be scrutinized heavily. So he, he's getting $900 from the government to help put more satellites up to expand rural broadband. So he's, he's going to do what AT&T and all these other companies couldn't. Right. But with that, is a hundred dollar a month subscription fee that all of us are going to be paying. You scale that to global. Now Elon Musk has you, Rob your Tesla stock. If if somebody wants to buy, if you can buy a Tesla, this is the stock to buy. This thing is going. This thing's going nowhere but up because what does he the have Sterling to? Stock you mean? Huh. Or well, a I think Starlink stock I, don't, or Tesla? I don't think Starlink. I think Tesla. I don't think Starlink. Starlink. Maybe you can look it up. I don't think Starlink has done an IPO. Okay, so it's still under the Tesla, Tesla brand, right? Brand, All right? Okay. So where does Elon Musk want to go? He wants to go to Mars. Well, he's yeah. He wants to colonize Mars. Now, how do you get to Mars? You have to have a big, big big pile of reoccurring cash. You, you have to have 
you have to have a huge amount of money coming in because governments are the only ones that have been able to go to the moon. Right. And we want to go to Mars and colonize Mars and be able to send enough stuff to Mars to keep people alive and not die. Well, <laughs> that's going to require a million or two million hundred dollar accounts a month from all these global customers on Starlink to be able to fund Elon getting to Mars. Yeah. And you just think <laughs> about all the other businesses that um, Elon's getting into, right? <laughs> um, I think it pales in comparison to what we see Amazon as today. Well, Amazon wants, Amazon wants to put their own dealie up because what they, you know, they're devastating. Malls, man, if you own property in malls, man, you, you you know, that is the ultimate, wow, ultimate <laughs> suck. You know, right now it's the ultimate suck because Amazon just, and you know, they've, they've, they've destroyed, you know, this pandemic is just, there's not going to be a Macy's left. Maybe in the big high density cities there's going to be, but right. you know, everywhere there was a mall before, if you have a city less than 50,000 people, the, the, the mall is gone. Ooh. Well, a lot of those malls are going to be converted into distribution centers for, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or skate ranks or something, you know, who knows, you know, it's, yeah, they yeah. definitely are not going to, yeah, probably it'd be distribution centers, but yeah. I think the, you know, everyone hated Walmart. Well, Amazon Drones is the new, Amazon's the, the roof of these, uh, <laughs> these malls is what's, what's going to happen. Right? right. So who's going to be the first podcaster on Mars? That's the question. Oh boy, Todd. <laughs> I think it's going to be an astronaut. What do you think? Yeah. Well, it's not going to be me. That's for sure. Yeah. You're too old. So am I. <laughs> I'm too, no, it's more, I'm too tall. I'm oh, too you're too tall. too tall. Right. Okay. I wouldn't fit in the, in the spaceship. <laughs> well, that's one way of selective reproduction is everyone that goes to Mars has to be certain height. That just, that messes up all the genes. So, right. <laughs> it's called genetic engineering, which yeah. is a whole other topic we could talk about. Oh, here. no, no, no. This is, but you know, I'm excited about being able to really think. Because when I came back, I originally thought I would build the studio on the compound, but it just very quickly became a no brain. It just wouldn't work. Right. And the overhead on this is not not small for my show, you know? So you guys don't see everything else, but if you want to see a tour, you know, there's stuff on my Facebook page. I'm sure I've got it linked there, but people say, you're going to open this thing so up and using, let people, I'm yeah, using you using it. all of your studios that you built. Not as much of the green screen as I thought I would, but I'm using the demo room quite a bit. Oh yeah. So, okay. And I'm looking to always improve that because especially when I'm doing interactive stuff, I like this, I can see you in the right. demo room. I can't see you now. You're off to the side. That's the reason I haven't done a show over there. Cause I probably got to get another one more TV so I can patch you over so I can see you, but maybe we'll be able to, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting to do the show. Yeah, that I'm way. doing an upgrade too. I just got, aha, uh -huh. look at there. The roadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be totally redoing my, my studio here and upgrading it. Yeah. So I, I'm still using an analog mixer on, on the Mackie mixer. So what I'm using, I've had this for yeah, for years since the mid two thousands. Wow. So yeah. 
it's served as, and you don't throw it out, you're going to find a need for it. No, it's, it's, it's an awesome mixer. I mean, it's got great quiet preamps and I've got a, I've got a $600 audio interface that it's portable. I could take it on the road if I want to. And by slips in a bag, by the way, Elon, if you're, uh, watching this show, we, we do accept Starlink sponsorships. Be happy to (laughs) (laughs) put a Starlink logo back there instead of the Red Bull. The one that's not getting me paid any money. Yeah. We would be more than happy to take, you know, a third of this show and just talk about Tesla products. (laughs) With Elon's money. Hell yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I'm an investor in Tesla, so it's, I know you it's are. Okay. Yeah. That stock is insane. You got to have like, you got to, you got to sell a kid to buy one, one share now. It's like what? 500 mm, it's bucks or something. It's not as bad as Amazon. My God, Amazon. Jeez. It's like $3,500 a share. What, why don't they split that? Nah, that's, that's Jeff Bezos. Well, you, you know, when a stock price is 3500 you, you, that's what Intel did. They split, split, split. They kept splitting the stock. Well, that's exactly what uh, Tesla did. They just in the last year they did a five for one split. And what what happened is that <laughs> when they split it, it wasn't that much of a different price than it is now. Right. Uh, so it basically, you know, five times the the stock right on the split. And I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. People were used to buying it at that high level, and it was going to come back again. Yeah. And it did. Well. I, you know, he, he, here's the way I look at it too. I don't think there's a, you told me I should get, what is that truck they're making? Oh, the, the cyber truck. Yeah. yeah both, I, both, uh, both uh, uh, Rob Walsh and I are on the wait list for one of those. Really? You get, you're going to drive a truck. It doesn't exactly look like a normal truck, Todd. Actually, I used to own a big Ford F F two fifty. How many, so. how many miles will the cyber truck go on one charge? 500. So, okay, that's that's good because you should see down here how many charging stations there are. <laughs> <laughs> Todd, all all you need is a 220 outlet and you're good to go. Seriously. For your house if you live in a home, but if you live in a condo, right. good luck. Good luck getting a charger added uh, to your condo or your townhouse. That's true. Go to your association. I want to put well, in a, a charger. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, well, you know, $8,000 later. Because I know that's what it cost my friend to do one in a condo. It, took, it cost him $8,000 to run a charger to a sparking spot in his condo. Oh, okay. Yeah. If, you, if you live in a house, that's fine. There's no problem. But right. That's right. look at the split of density of people, how they live. Well, there's more and more public charging stations that are out there that um, these cars are getting to a point where you can fully charge them in 15 minutes. In big cities, in big cities, there is lots of charging options. You get about 30. It's spreading around the country. Okay. You get 30, 40 miles outside of a city and guess what? You better have a full charge. But at 500 miles, that's that's good range. How much is those, what are those going to sell for? What, the Cybertruck? Yeah. Uh, The... The one that I ordered, I, I think, is forty nine thousand. <laughs> it's not that expensive, Todd. Forty nine thousand. Yeah. Do you get yeah, a ten year? Do you get a ten year note on that? Holy shoot! Forty nine grand. Yeah. That's crazy, crazy money for a car. 
Well, you know, you're going to get like a $7,500 federal rebate back on it too. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Is that because it doesn't Tesla get so many? Oh, is it a new, because it's a new model. They're still going to get the federal rebate. Yeah. 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 So, okay. That takes you to 42.5. Right. You put 20,000 down. Right. And, uh, or 10. Most people can't. Yeah, I've got a car, car now that I'll sell. So. What do you drive now? Uh, I've got a 2019 Camry. Okay. So you get some money back on that. That'll help. So that'll offset it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. $49,000. Good Lord. Well, that's that's the middle of the road model. That's not the high end. (laughs) So I bet you Rob, did did Rob buy the high end? Did Rob Walsh buy the high end one? Yeah, I think he was looking for the, the three three motor one, which is I, I believe that one's like fifty nine thousand, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I need to come work for Libsyn. I'm just kidding. It, <laughs> it, plus Todd, it's gonna go from zero to sixty in like uh two and a half seconds. Oh, that all works good until you hit second three and you end up <laughs> sideways in the road. <laughs> But 500 mile range is pretty good. That's, that's impressive that, you know, that's actually worth considering, but. Plus it's got bulletproof glass, what? bulletproof, uh, um, side panel. So you can't even dent it. Really? Yeah. Bulletproof glass, bulletproof glass, bulletproof side panels to the vehicle. Are you becoming a head of state? What's the. <laughs> Todd, it's that way because it's cool. You know? Uh, huh. You know, in the next next kind of civil war that we get into, that's a oh, whatever. So topic, right? Wow. Well, anyway, we've we've blown a lot of smoke up Elon Musk's butt this afternoon. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I am pretty right. I'm pretty uh, jazzed about the Starlink thing, and so I'm looking right. forward to summertime maybe and being able to have one of these bad boys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would be good. Yeah. Online speed is important. Yeah, absolutely. So what else is going on in podcasting news? We haven't even talked about the news today. We've been all over the place. We have been. (laughs) Actually, I think for a while there, we turned the show back into the Saturday morning tech show. Yeah, I think so. We did. Right. But I'm just excited about, I had to, had to share the, the dealio with, uh, So let me look yeah. here. What's going on here? So you already talked about some of this stuff earlier. Yeah. Oh, Hindenburg uh, is doing a sale right now. Are they now? Yeah. So they've announced their traditional World Radio Day sales uh, on February 13th, which is today. There's a 40% discount. Hindenburg Journalist Pro drops from 375 to 225. They've also donated. They've also donated twenty five thousand dollars from previous sales to Cultural Survival. So if you want to get a, if you've been thinking about buying Hindenburg, today's mm-hmm. the day. It's a big, 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 big discount. Yeah. And actually, offic- deal. and actually officially today I can talk about the upcoming discovery special on the new 747 presidential aircraft. I was on the early preview of the, of the upcoming series from that's basically going to talk about uh, the new aircraft. Really? Yep. 
So, uh, what's what's cool on that? Does it gonna does it support uh, its own podcast directory? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but I was under NDA until today to to talk. Do we about have it. to create a new destination to submit the podcast to the Air Force One? Uh, the, yeah, know, everyone's got their mobile phones. They're good. Are they? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Darn. Yeah. So I'll be putting an article on Geekness Central about the the series. So I'm excited to. It's 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 coming on next week. I think is when it's going to be available. Oh. Okay. But awesome. anyway, we've talked a lot. I keep bringing up non podcasting topics here. Sorry. Well, the the I guess last week um, was the. Austria's podcast awards. Uh huh. I saw. So we need to. St- we, I think how many awards are there now? 10, 12, 20? Oh, probably at least 20. Yeah. Don't forget you can register for the People's Choice Podcast Awards at podcastawards.com. Registration is open. These guys had 30,000 podcast nominations. What? 30,000 yeah. shows? Yeah. Says the first prize went to I can't even it Yeah. The the show's called in English. It's explain the world to me. Um yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I think we've run out of stuff to talk about. Kind of a slow news day. Yeah, there's not a lot of announcements out. Although we could the, be looking at an at something coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about yet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That'll be a pretty, that'll be a significant one. Yeah, it'll be a big one. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you get a certain group, of people ex- certain group of people excited. Uh, yeah, a big group of people. <laughs> I think, I don't, you know. Oh, I think we'll so. We'll see. We'll see. It, yeah. it, it is baby steps. I just say right. that. Baby steps. I don't want to overset too much over right, right, here. right, right. But uh, there is, you know, again, more more distribution coming. There's room for hope. Oh, there's room for expansion. Expansion, growth, yeah, growth, more listeners. Yep. So, which is all, what we were always talking about. Yeah. So that's what uh, that's what we want. All right, Rob. Let's uh, let's get everybody out of here. Okay. Uh, by the way, no show. I don't think. Well, we'll have to talk. We'll see if there's going to be a show Wednesday. Definitely no live show Wednesday. So schedule is going to be a little weird here for a couple of weeks. But uh, Rob, did you have anything uh, scheduled with anybody to do an interview? Did we get? Well, I think what what we were positioned to to potentially do is more of a pre recorded show. Oh, from the thing today. Okay. No, no, from um, having Steve. Steve Wilson on okay. and possibly having Jordan Jordan on would be probably a pre-recorded thing so it fits into their schedules too. Right. Cuz I think it's going to be a while before we come back with a live video show, right? It's going to be a couple Ye- weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. So so we'll- we might want to try and pre-record probably if we can Wednesday and Saturdays for okay. the next couple weeks. Yep, sounds good. Or if or if 
maybe we can do the show on Clubhouse. Uh, potentially, yep. So because I because I'll have my um, my roadcaster, so I'll be able to to record it on on Clubhouse. Okay. And I don't know if we can push it out live to any other listening platforms, but that might be something that we explore. Mm, I have to think about that a little bit. Yeah. So. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. I'm okay. Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm on Twitter as well at Rob Greenley, and uh, you can send me an email, robg at Lipson.com. Well, thank you for being here. And uh, we did one of the, the, the gentlemen that donated actually is doing it on a reoccurring basis. So he's actually contributing $15 a month to the show every month. So, um, thank you very much. Yeah. And, uh, he's a big supporter of the podcast index and the podcast 2.0 stuff that's going on. So, um, big shout you know, out. I've been seeing, you know, more and more apps and platforms picking up tags here and there. And yep. <clears throat> so things do seem to be moving in a good direction. There. Yeah. We, we've got a bunch coming and a very soon to be released power press update, but I don't want to get ahead yep. of myself here too much on that. So, yeah. All right, everyone. We'll keep, keep uh, f- following the binaural audio <clears throat> story here. And who knows? I might have a bi- binaural microphone. I'll do the show one of these days. <laughs> Okay. All right. That I'm sure that'll sound interesting with your yes, ears on the microphone. Ears, so. my mouth to your ears. <laughs> We're already doing that. Stop. <laughs> All right, everyone. We'll see you next time uh, here on the new media show. Everyone take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.